Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 171. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yeah, I'm here. And the Tony Cats. Yes, thank you for listening. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Also, check out our sports pod, which was back this week. There was enough sports to talk about the, this week, finally. But this is our entertainment pod, and we have a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, first things first, guys. Tip of the cap. It's been three years of potting. Yes. Okay. Don't get too excited. Crazy to think. Three years. Where does the time go? Yeah, and I will ask all of you to not listen to any of those old ones, because we just pulled them up ourselves. They're pretty bad. Recording quality isn't great as it is here, uh, but this is like fucking amazing. This is Dr. Dre level production compared to what we had before. We were gathered around a little coffee table. Recording on to directly onto an iPhone for mm-hmm. I don't know how long that went on, how many episodes I think like six or something because it, it felt like more because we were also doing the Stranger Danger pod. Oh, I forgot about that. And uh, we had a Game of Thrones one and a Game a of Thrones pod, the Stranger Danger. All those podcasts made it what like four episodes or so. Yeah, those didn't go on. It basically once Carter got over the thing, yeah, those went uh down. Yeah, I Carter. never even watched Stranger Things after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were the, right. the, the new whole person. Point, you were <laughs> the only one that hadn't seen any of the yeah. season. I think we had all like... Season two wasn't even out yet. And it was like, oh, people want to watch this or listen to it because it's season two. Yeah, those kids are all uh, 25 now, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it's kind of amazing how time flies and how we've advanced uh, with the audio and all of that stuff. Um, Let's do it again. And we're also getting more and more traction around the world. Our uh, highest, uh, most played city was Dublin this week. But we had uh, Kenya. We had Kyrgyzstan. All right. uh, All over the place. Saudi Arabia. Is that the first time you've said Kyrgyzstan out loud, you think, in your life? No. Oh, really? It comes up a lot in conversation? I've honestly said it before because I'm pretty sure I've bet on a Kyrgyzstan international soccer game before. Well, it's... It was about the time I discovered all of those stands, because <laughs> there's a uh, Borat brought them in. Exactly, there's Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, uh, Kyrgyzstan, yeah. Turkmenistan. That's a good one. Exactly. See, it's just they're like you're like, what? What? That's not real. Those would be good spelling bee uh, countries. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's keep this train rolling. Share with a friend, and uh, you know, spread the gospel when you can, because it helps us, and we enjoy doing this. So uh, let's move on. Let's kick things off with HBO Max. Take it away, Off Road Andy. Andy. HBO Max is out soon, sooner than you think. May twenty seventh. May twenty seventh. Uh, so this is, of course, the new streaming service from Warner Brothers. So it's HBO. But more. Whoa. So it's got, uh, you know, along with everything on HBO, it's going to have some original sister, programming. Sister, Wayne's Brothers. Yeah. Um, it does have the Is Fresh Prince. It does have the Fresh oh, the Prince. the Fresh Prince. Okay. So, uh, but they, they announce all the, the movies, like because Warner Brothers has a huge catalog of movies. So they announce all the old movies that will be on the service. Um this is this is gonna be great for old people. Like I was looking through these things, like oh my dad will will love this because old people are so good with apps. Uh, you just set it up for them. It's easy enough when it's like two two button clicks, and then they have you to call when they can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I trust they can figure it out. You know the hardest part about all that for me is my parents don't live nearby, so I'm trying to do it all via the phone, and yeah. I just put my head in my hands, and I have to hang up after like ten minutes of going nowhere. It's very upsetting. Yeah, I. Uh, Set HBO up yesterday and last this weekend for my parents, um, not knowing what's on the, on all stuff. So yeah, it's a lot of old movies, um, a lot of movies from the Criterion Collection. So it's just a, a lot of things I've never seen before. If uh, if I'm interested, but you know I'm not really a huge connoisseur. Casablanca, Citizen Kane. Movies. Yeah, it's it's that kind of stuff. Which I've cool never, hand, Lou. I haven't seen any of those movies, so oh, I've seen all of those actually. Yeah. They're all actually quite good. If you just have patience, I know everyone our age can't sit still for more than forty seconds. If you can watch a two-hour movie, you'll enjoy it. Doctor Zhivago, Dirty Harry. <laughs> wow. 
So it's really, uh, it seems like it's built for uh, retirees. So you have gold diggers of 1933 followed swiftly by gold diggers of 1935. So much has changed <laughs> wow. in that two years. 1934 is a good year. <laughs> <laughs> no gold diggers. <laughs> Huh, this is interesting. Uh, I actually will say Citizen Kane is pretty great. Um, Casablanca is the thing okay. is they're referenced so much that I like know them already. Yeah. Like, Ooh, oh, Rebel Without a Cause. This is a great one. Uh, so here's a quick fun fact: When I worked at Crevier BMW, they have a little uh, publication, kind of mostly for employees, but I think like you know. People waiting for to get their car changed and whatnot can can read these things. I was a writer there for a couple of years while I worked there, and I was coming up with the idea of what I wanted to call my little corner. And I was like, hmm, their whole thing is rev, crev, yeah. So I was like, hmm, maybe I'll call it revel without a cause. And I was like, nah. I ended up doing uh, off the lot with Dobby is what I called it. But uh, I actually I interviewed a f- another little fun fact. The trumpet player from uh, Capital oh, yeah. Cities on that thing. He was a good friend. Of you the, won a, uh, a Pulitzer for that one, right? I did. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Rebel Without a Cause. That's a cool one. Um, I, I think people would enjoy that. So a lot of old stuff. Yeah. Two Stars born yeah. from 54 and from 76. The Wizard of Oz. See, now I've seen that one. That's an old movie I've seen. I think everyone's seen that. But. I mean, I'm not seeing anything from like 1988 and above. Uh, they have, they do have it. This is, I think, they're just really showing off their. This uh, movie's just called Black Girl. <laughs> I mean, there's different time. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the Blob. Do you guys ever see that when you were kids? I, I know what it is. That yeah. scared the shit out of me. I was like, "What is it? Is it Jello? It's it's coming for us." Ooh, Buena Vista Social Club. Okay, we can't just keep looking through all of these. We. It, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just giving us the highlights. <laughs> Andy's very excited about this, and uh, maybe uh, yeah. you well, know the, the highlight is the uh, the too late with Elmo. I think that's what it's oh, called. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the night and show. Yeah, that's already it's got some good reviews. You have like Big so. Bird as a guest, the Cookie Monster. I think Cookie Monster plays the drums. He's like the quest love of Cookie Monster would play the drums. He's got like the ADD for it. Hmm. Although, do they have Muppets? Because Muppets has a very famous drummer. Ooh. But I don't think I don't think it crossover. Even though they're like made by the same people. Yeah, I see Godzilla on there. They have like a nine hundred Godzilla movies. This movie's called Fat Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Got Black Girl followed by Fat Girl tonight, Friday night. Maybe uh, going forward, we do a uh, HBO Max movie of the week. How we've been doing these Netflix movie yeah, of the weeks? Maybe it's a we uh, catalog of movies I haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, there's a, plenty of stuff on here. No one, half the people probably haven't even heard of. Um, just food for thought. Uh, but yeah, so look for that uh, as you're listening to this a week away, because uh, this is probably the 20th while you're you're listening. Okay, let's move on to some more disappointing news. Fred Willard passed away on Friday. Who is that? So you know you him know. from a bunch of stuff. Um, he was in Best in Show. He was Anchorman, the, like the producer. Oh. Um, I like that guy. What else is he's in? Uh, he's always like a cameo, like a funny guy. He was yeah. in American Wedding as yeah. the girl's dad. Yeah, uh, he was in a bunch of stuff. He was in Modern Family. Uh, that guy is really funny. Yeah, yeah, he was a great actor, um, and he worked all the way up until 2020. He was uh, 86 years old. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not surprising that he died because he was old, and he was looking. Uh, the last thing I saw him in, he looked pretty old and it's like wow yeah and he had been off modern family they like they killed off his character a few years back which i thought was strange i mean he was still just he was a guest character but yeah uh still strange when it's like hey that guy's alive why'd you kill <laughs> it, it seems like a bad taste to kill off an 83 year old actor's character like what are you saying mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't so want that, but. he is gonna be in uh space force by the way yes we did he's in the trailer yeah and uh, so, yeah, that's that's cool. That That'll he's got be a, his last credit. Yeah, nice little send-off there. Uh, but, yeah, he was just the perfect, um, you know, one or two scene guy come in, be a side character. Uh, that's kind of what he got to start at doing the, the Christopher Guest stuff. I think that's his... The best role he ever did was in Best in Show. He's, have you ever seen this movie? Oh, yeah. So where he's, he's basically the color commentary for the dog show, but knows nothing about dogs. And it's just kind of... <laughs> 
just going off the rails and kind of doing his own thing. And, and he was in that mascots movie too, right? Yeah, he's in he's in all kind of, of like the, Christopher the same Guest thing. Stuff. Yeah, he does all the Christopher Guest stuff. So yeah, I I really enjoyed him and he's just a funny guy. He'll be missed. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next thing I have, and you didn't, Andy. Um, Tom Hanks has got a new movie that uh, could put Apple on the map. They uh, they bought it out, and uh, it looks like it's coming to Apple TV Plus. I'm talking about Greyhound, the World War II movie. It was a legit movie. It's not like Sony Pictures. It was supposed to go to theaters, but because the know. world is over, uh, I watched the trailer for it. Looks very good. I think I've heard something about this. It's yeah. about he's going with the uh, you know seven other uh, ships overseas to on go to bus? World War Two. What? He's on a bus. <laughs> Have you ever been on the Greyhound, any of you? <laughs> oh, Andy, that's pretty good. No, I've never. My uh, my good friend Kevin took the Greyhound one time from Arizona to Orange County and said it was <laughs> quite an experience. I took a bus from New York to Boston because it was like eleven bucks. No one was on it. The Greyhound, from what I've been told, is just like it's a very like interesting experience. Yeah, a mix of characters, I'd imagine. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, this is a little like fun. different. This is a naval ship, <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically, this looks like there's predators, submarine World War II Nazis in the water, and they even radio a message. This is in the trailer. They're like, "Good luck surviving the night." You got me very excited for a moment there. When he said there are predators, I thought like, oh, shit. Arnold Schwarzenegger's yeah. back with Tom Hanks. Uh, uh, no, he's, he's back for another World War II movie. And yeah, I mean, this is a, a good thing for Apple TV+. Plus. I got to tell you, I've, I have it for free for a year from my new work phone. I watched the morning show and then I haven't even opened it up. I don't even know how to open it up. I've, I've said they've done a, a piss poor job of promoting this. And maybe, maybe you this You have an be- Apple TV. Yeah, but how is that not the first app on the thing? It's not an app. It, it's a, it's like native to it, so uh, you can rent from there, and it, it's just dumb. It's supposed to look like your library. So you're gonna have to like Google what's available on there, and then you search it on their app. Yeah, I guess. And uh, so it's on my work phone, so I don't even have it on my Apple TV. It's only on my work phone because that's oh, a different email yeah. and all that stuff it's tied so, to that Apple ID. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I I literally spend no time on a thing. But maybe this is a good thing. Like I said, we'll see. Uh, I definitely wouldn't mind watching this, and I believe it's coming out, if I read right, June twelfth to uh, Apple TV Plus. Okay. Now here's another thing that uh, I was initially thinking. Okay, this is good. This is going to be when theaters open up, and then we saw a report saying eighty percent of theaters need to be open in order for Christopher Nolan to release Tenet. Yeah. So that was a statement by Warner Brothers. That they're not going to put the movie out unless 80% of theaters are, are open. Even though Christopher Nolan wants the movie to come out. He wants it to be in theaters. Um, I don't know. I, 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 don't even, I couldn't even put like odds on that. I don't know. Seems very far-fetched for that to come through. But the way things are going, I don't think anyone gives a shit about this anymore. And it might yeah. happen. Well, I mean, when's it slated for? July 4th? It's scheduled for July. And they could, they could push that. You would think by like August. And if that... if Movies theaters are just then opening up that people will want to go. I want to go see this. So, I, I don't know. I, I mean, 80%. Is, so, if California says no, that means none, no one. If, if the rest of the country is all the way open, California makes up more than 20% of the country, right? Mm-hmm. So, if they say no, then no. I think this is the movie you need to see in theaters, too. I wouldn't rent this for 20 bucks and watch it on my 50-inch. This is the kind of thing you need to watch in, you know, Jumbotron with, you know, Dolby surround yeah. and all that fun And I have stuff. a lot of experience, you know, camping out to see Robert Pattinson's films. You know, all nine Twilight films. I was there with everyone. Oh, it was great. Are you serious? There's no way. <laughs> I don't, no. Is he in this movie? He's the star of the movie, along with uh, Denzel Jr. Really? Oh, that's yeah. disappointing. He seems to be the vet who's teaching Denzel Jr. the ways. He's like four years older than him, probably. Yeah, but he's still a vet. <laughs> as long as he's It's a about junior. like time manipulation, so he could be like 90 years old. Yeah, I guess that's true. He's Benjamin Button. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see this, and I don't know, that, that stat scares me that they need it. That large percentage of theaters open. What is that, like 3,500 screens or some nonsense? 
yeah, I don't know what, yeah, what constitutes a wide release. I saw that yeah. number comes to uh, in an article that comes to mind. I believe I don't know. I read it this morning. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll keep you updated on that one. Uh, moving right along, we have a uh, couple of great actors coming together for uh, the small screen. I mean, Netflix. LeBron James, Adam Sandler. Yeah, this is a partnership that uh, I'm frankly surprised we haven't heard about earlier, that they haven't worked together. They seem just, they fit right together. Well, we know that Adam Sandler likes to make movies where he just gets paid to go on vacation with his friends, <laughs> but we also know that he likes to play basketball. Yeah. So why hasn't this happened before? He, and he loves putting athletes in his movies. I think Shaq has been in like nine of his movies. Yeah, he plays a yeah. cop. Um, so it, it just seems like this is a move he's missed plenty of times. Like He should have had... Every you know NBA star who is willing to be in yeah, I, I think I put the blame on LeBron here. He had to be more proactive. Uh, they did say there's there's a, a connection already. LeBron's biggest credit was in Trainwreck, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Daptel movie until Space Jam comes yeah. out. Well, which they should be filming right now. I don't give a shit about you know the coronavirus thing. There's no NBA. He should be filming that. Yeah. So Joe Daptel and Adam Sandler are longtime friends from way back in the day. So. They lived together yes. and as roommates. So uh, there's a connection there. That's nice. Um, we just saw Sandler in a good basketball-themed movie last year. I think that's why they were able to make this announcement. And uh, mm-hmm. this one, he's a, a sports agent who has to, you know, he has to make a deal. He has to bring a player over and make a real splash with this signing. And while, yes, that sounds like other things have been made, Splash. So this is filming in Hawaii. No, it's not. Okay. Uh, it's also a credit card commercial. Do you um, remember this commercial? No. Do you remember this commercial, Tony? Mm. So what was the credit card company that had the like priceless as their their ad campaign? Remember those? Is that Mas- is that Visa? I can't remember. I can't remember which one, but I don't know. They'd always do like a thing. So it was like I think that's Visa. Oh, there was this like, one commercial. Oh, okay. I get what where you're he's saying. like flying somewhere, and it's like a flight to Europe. $2,000 and then like a hotel stayed and then it was like go in the distance for your client priceless and it was like it was the, the whole commercial was I feel like that was trying Visa. to get like this tall German guy signed by Mark Cuban and it's like oh I get this oh okay it was like so now Adam Sandler's doing a full version so of he just this. saw the commercial like wait yeah. a second that commercial's probably 15 years old MasterCard oh yeah. it was MasterCard okay uh, but I'll watch do you know it. when this is coming out no it's in production pre-production oh boom it's just it's just a big story to have uh these two titans of their industries you ever see the video uh hit of sandler playing basketball at like an la fitness no he actually has some very good passing his shot looks like shit but it goes in um that'd be so cool like to just be at la fitness playing ball and then oh there's adam sandler yeah that'd be rad uh i saw him uh he had an incredible dunk in his bedroom in Billy Madison. <laughs> oh, and God. then he went right uh, in, in, back into his bed because he was pretending to be sick. Yeah. It was incredible acting. Yeah. Great range from him. Yeah. He's a sword. Okay. Uh, Scream 5. Yeah, there were, have been some uh, talks about Scream 5 over the last few weeks. I think Tony said it best. I thought they already made a Scream 5. No, they haven't. Scream 4 came out, I think, 2011. And uh, Wes Craven uh, died a few years later. So when I first saw news about this, I'm like, I don't want them to do that because what's cool about the Scream franchise is that Wes Craven made all of them, which is really unusual because usually you get you do one and leave. Like like Nightmare on Elm Street, he did the first one, and I don't even remember if he did the second one. He just passes it on and makes money. Yeah, that's usually how it works. So he's he's not around to make this one, but then... The people who are going to make it, um, let me pull up their names. I had it open. Matt. Or you have it open. Bettinelli, okay. open, and uh, Tyler Gillette. So, oh, it's not so Tyler they Perry. made Ready or Not, which came out last year, which I, I enjoyed Ooh. quite a bit. By the way, that's the movie uh, coming on Saturday to HBO. All right. I, re- I recommend I still have it. 20 minutes of it. I need to watch. What, I, uh, was which on one's the Ready or Not? Uh, they, she marries into the crazy Oh, yeah, yeah, and they do like the whole game and stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a silly horror movie, which is very Adam much, Brody's comeback. Yeah, it's very much in the vein of uh, Scream. So I think they can uh, do it justice. Uh, Nev Campbell was on board, and now David Arquette said he's coming back. I I imagine Courtney Cox. She's not doing anything, right? 
bring her on. Ace Ventura. I don't think they're making <laughs> a new Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But I, I liked Scream 4 a lot, which was itself like a, a never long time. It. I know like, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen all four of them, but I can't. I, I don't know. They all just blend in with me. I didn't other know than that like came out in 2011. One. I was going to guess 2003. Or that, that's what that came out a good while after the series had already been over. Hmm. Um, so is it like someone's son is now the killer? It's her. So her niece, which is Emma Roberts, is Ooh, in high school now. I love Emma and Roberts. She's being like stalked by the killer. And it's is Emma Roberts in Scream Five? She's in Scream Four. Oh. Shit. No one else is listed so, for five so far. Yeah. And this comes out 2021 sometime. But uh, speaking of Adam Brody, he was in Scream 4. Oh, well. huh. I can't remember if he dies, though. Sure he does. He was a cop. Does. I think he did. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was cool because she's like basically, you know, an adult. And this, she was on like a book tour and just came back for like Oh, I, I have seen that one then, yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, the killer is coming again. and Well, very exciting. Okay, um, moving on, we're going to jump into our best actors of the 2010s. But before we do, that portion of the pod was brought to you by our good friends at Simple Doggy, the dog leash that is quicker and easier, and it works with your dog's current collar or harness. And for a limited time, the Tony's Take listener, that is you, you can get 25% off and fl- free shipping when you pr- plug in promo code Tony. That is T O N Y. Head to simpledoggy.com, that's two G's, and plug in promo code TONY for 25% off. It's the dog leash you've been waiting for. And uh, so I got to say, Andy, we uh, we posted a little thing on uh, Tony's.take Instagram, just saying, like, these are our current stats, and you did an article uh, on the Tony's Take website, and we got a lot of flack. Yeah, they didn't like our, our and picks. all we have to say in response is, this is the madness. Yeah. You never it's know. It's madness, like March Madness. So uh, you want to give a recap? Just let them know where we're at right now? Yeah, if you uh, don't know what we're doing, we're trying to find the, the best actor of the 2010s. So we're judging them based on their 2010s output. So not like, Only 2010 to 2019. Yeah. Um, and it's totally subjective. It's who we decide. We're, we got three people here. We, we don't need a tiebreaker. We're, uh, you know, we'll get, there's no, uh, where am I going with this? I don't know. There's just whoever whoever has the most votes out of us three, we're just gonna they'll move along and uh, no recounts here. And people and the one thing too, people have to realize is it's it's we're going more through just the overall best of the ten years in our opinions because yes, for example, last week we had uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Do you walk? Yeah, lose to uh, what was her face? Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. Amy Adams, and it's because in our minds, yes, we know that Joaquin Phoenix probably had the best huge star. Had the best movie of all of it with the Joker, but the run that Amy Adams had over the 10 years, we just thought was a better overall run. We will all agree that the Joker was probably the best of those. uh, Yeah, no. Those movies. Well, I mean, whatever, but. I think think Arrival is better than Joker. I liked Arrival, but I would watch the Joker more than I would watch Arrival. Just overall, the and you can now on HBO Max. Yes, I can. The point is, is the Joker was nominated for Best Picture. Uh, I'm sure Arrival was as well. Not in this. <laughs> not in this. Not in this year. Not this year, yeah. <laughs> All right, but anyway, moving on. Let's go. Uh, yeah. So uh, last week we saw Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, Amy Adams, and Bradley Cooper move on. So they're in, they're in the top eight. It's a deadly combination of people right there. But we still have the second half of round one to Ooh. go through. So we have uh, eight more actors here to go through, and uh, four moving on, four going home. Um. So. So numbers five through twelve. So I put the I put the uh, the advancers already at one through four. So again, it's random random seating. Twelve. So what is it again? One through what? Five through twelve. Five through twelve. Okay. So he already picked twelve. Uh, give me seven. So seven is. Oh, first he said twelve. Twelve is Emma Stone. So okay. Emma Stone has one Oscar win for La La Land. Ooh. Her uh, other movies were this decade or this past decade: Crazy Stupid Love, The Help, The Spider Man series. Birdman, The Ooh. Favorite, and Zombieland 2. Okay. It's not bad. Tom Hardy at number seven. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tony's going to have a lot. Uh, one nomination for uh, The Revenant, but also Inception, Warrior, The Dark Knight Rises, oh. Mad Max, Fury Road, The Revenant, Dunkirk, and Venom. 
Okay, so okay. I I really like Emma Roberts. I think she had a good or run. Emma, Emma Stone. Stone. <laughs> I like Emma, Emma Roberts Stone. also. Sean. Whatever her name is, American Horror Stone. Story. Um, <laughs> Meet the Millers. <laughs> but I mean, Hardy has such a like. I don't know. He's going to be. One, I mean, despite or take away Capone, which is a 2019. No, it is. It's 2020. It came out in 2020. So I hear that's an epic failure. No, it seems middling. Mm, I've heard nothing, but it's horrible. It, it doesn't. Look, it's it's basically like. Uh, Entourage well, has that movie even, has that movie even come out yet? Or it show? came out straight yeah, to streaming on demand yeah, because yeah. it didn't get to theaters. Yeah, uh, but Emma Stone—that's hard to tackle. I mean, he's in two huge movies back to back, Dunkirk and Revenant, and he did phenomenal jobs in both of them. Uh, also, Sean—he does one of your favorite voices. Yes, and he's Bane. Come <laughs> on. Uh, so you know where my vote goes. All right, I'm I'm going Tom Hardy as well. And I, like I said, I do like her. I think she did great. I do too. I, we've honestly we've done a good job picking like just incredible matchups. What year is uh, Crazy Stupid Love? Ooh, twenty ten. It's oh. on. It's on this list. On the cusp. What do you mean? Like she barely it's made it. Two thousand ten to two thousand nineteen. Yeah, close or twenty. I think it's twenty ten or twenty eleven. Okay, but it's not two thousand nine. I'll confirm. So I, I watched that movie this weekend because I'd never seen it. Oh wow, yeah, that's, that's a great movie. I like that I movie. Know, it great, it's twenty eleven. Be uh, better than the Gap. I mean, it's also pretty good movie because there's another actor from that movie that's on this list. Oh, mm. oh, yeah. Steve Carell, like the course, son, right? or Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, w- I would have gone with Emma Stone. She has those three nominations. I loved Birdman. She was amazing in Birdman. Yeah, I need to watch that again. I haven't seen it in so long. I don't really I, remember that movie was over much my head. of her in it. Not a big Birdman guy. Is she the she had, daughter? Yeah, she was the okay. daughter. She had good scenes. Um, and I, I just watched the favorite last week, and she was yeah, the best part that. of it. Uh, in my opinion, I never saw the help. The Spider Man movies were stupid. See, and that's what that's what's going to be her f- issue for me is I haven't seen half of those movies. Yeah. Any of those last three movies you just mentioned, I haven't seen. I still haven't seen Zombieland two either. I, I watched that. that. It was okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's fun. That's not like a big big one here. No. All right, so fun. Tom Hardy uh, moving on to the round of eight. So seven and twelve are gone. So the next matchup is eight. Uh, five. Eight and five is Brad Pitt at eight. One Oscar win for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Two nominations. Uh, other movies from this decade: Moneyball, Killing Them Softly, World War Z, Twelve Years a Slave, Fury, The Big Short, and Ad Astra. I mean, The Big Short's one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, so, well, easy. There's more people from The Big Short on this list. Uh, number five. Jennifer Lawrence, one win for Silver Linings Playbook and four nominations. Uh, she was also in Winter's Bone, the X-Men series, the Hunger Games series, American Hustle, Joy, and Mother. She had uh, quite a decade herself. Again, she's going to be hurt because I haven't seen half of these movies. I thought she was great in American Hustle. It's crazy. I am realizing now that because we're putting this list together, how many talented people were in that movie. American Hustle could have like seven people from this list. It's it crazy. It that's, doesn't. Michael Pena cool. didn't make the cut. Sorry. Yeah, but that's a great movie. It, it's. I don't want to say it's great. It's fun. It is very fun when she's pissed off and she's like sweeping and she's singing the song from. Uh, uh, what's not the Beatles? What's <laughs> Yeah, live and let die. Yeah, yeah, there it is. That Guns and Roses. It was well. It was the, the Wings version. Yeah, uh, the original. Paul uh, McCartney. I gotta go, Brad Pitt. Because, like I said, I haven't seen enough of these. So movies. I really, I, I think she's a, a very talented actress. I, I, I mean, it's kind of close with me because I mean, obviously, I, I, I like some. I mean, I like a lot of her movies that she's done in there, and I've and uh, Brad Pitt's. But I think I, I'm going to go Jennifer Lawrence because I want this one to come down to Andy. Because to me, honestly, it was like a tie. So I'm going to go Jennifer Lawrence. So that way Andy can tie break it with us right here, right now. Put the pressure on Andy since Ooh, it seems Andy. like Sean and I have been agreeing a lot. And I really was at a split decision in that one. So I'm going to let Andy be the tiebreaker on this one. All right. I feel bad because we're going to get accused of being a misogynist here. Oh, Bradley Pitt. Because, yeah, I'm going with Brad Pitt. And we just eliminated two really talented women back to back. But the numbers. Madness. I gave them credit where it's due. Like I said, I haven't seen enough of their movies to back up why I'm picking them. 
or not picking them because of that. All right, congratulations, Brad Pitt. You're moving on. So five, seven, eight, and twelve are gone. Ten. So. Okay, so five, seven, eight, and twelve are gone. Two. No, I'm sorry, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, you did not say two was gone, but I a uh, six, six. All right. So ten is Ryan Gosling. Ooh. So he has a one Oscar nomination. Notebook didn't make it though, did it? That's too early. I'm already out. And uh, three <laughs> Golden Globe nominations. So, the hell's uh, a Golden Globe? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, his uh, movies this uh, past decade, Blue Valentine, Drive, Crazy Stupid Love, The Place Beyond the Pines, The Big Short, The Nice Guys, Blade Runner 2049, and First Man. We left off only God forgives. I'm not putting that on there. Sorry. <laughs> he doesn't even speak in it. So <laughs> You ever see The Ides of March? I did. Was it, that good? It's It's fine. Like, I would watch it again to see if he... I don't remember him being, like, great or anything in it. Who's he go- drive. Who's he going against? Number six, Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Oh, boy. Andy, don't even read him. Well, <laughs> his best work is behind him, I'd say. Yeah, but like, Ryan Gosling, I mean, his best work was behind him. The notebook. <laughs> so, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio won one Oscar for The Revenant, was nominated uh, three times. Uh, his movies, Shutter Island, Inception, Django Unchained, The Great Gatsby, The Wolf of Wall Street... The Revenant, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. I'm going to go Leo. That's tough. You know what? I'm going to go... Oh, Inception's on there, too. I didn't like Shutter Island, and I think I oh, I watched it too soon type of thing. Maybe I wasn't uh, mature enough. Mature. I'm going to go Gosling. Ooh, Andy oh. again. Well, I'm going with Leo. Oh, Sorry, Gosling. Got a boy, Andy. Gosling's uh, just a sex figure, honestly. Well, if you included like his catalog back to '94, and you included the Say okay. Cheese and Die oh. episode of Goosebumps, oh yeah, Andy, <laughs> if, yeah. if the yeah if Say Cheese or Die was on there, Andy, then Gosling easy victory in yeah. my opinion. Not even close. Uh, I just I, I forgot when you were going through Leo here and like Inception, Django Unchained. Yeah, Wolf there were still Street, some good like, ones wow. in there. Uh, he only made one movie after The Revenant, and it was phenomenal. So good for him. All right, so we're down to our last matchup, and it is nine versus eleven. Okay, Ooh, and this is why these, ironic. these random seeds uh, are kind of crazy because I'd say, in my opinion, these are the two worst people we're talking about today. Hey, that happens all the time so, though in yeah. sports. You know, you get like a random seed, and you're like, oh wow, one of these teams has to move on. You see it in the Champions League all the time. And don't get me wrong, these are great actors. Well, yeah, they're on the list, right? So that means yeah. they got they're there for a reason. So I've got uh, number nine, Michael Fassbender. I don't even know oh, who the fuck boy. that is. Andy. Magneto in the X Men series, Shame. Haywire, Prometheus, 12 Years a Slave, The Counselor, Frank, and Steve Jobs. So I'm still not convinced that he's not an asshole. We don't know. Yeah, there's we nothing said about this guy. I don't think he's made a movie in like 10 years. He uh, hasn't done anything good in a while since Steve Jobs. The la- Yeah, that's the last the, movie the, I saw him in. The two X-Men movies were not that good, but, you know, what are you going to do? He was tied to that franchise. He was good in the uh, Steve Jobs thing, he's, I thought. He's uh, His next movie is going to be, uh, he's starring in Taika Waititi's next movie. So. Oh, that'll be great. Should be good. Uh, you know what's unfortunate for him for that is that 18 other Steve Jobs movies came out. Yeah, in the last like, Kutcher year and a half him. at that point. Exactly. Like, And then there was yeah. another one, too, that I don't think it was a big actor, Well, there's, right? there's a documentary, and then there was the Kutcher one. This is the one you should see. This is a... Uh, yeah, this one's good. Why am I blanking on the writer? What's the guy's name? The West is Wing guy. Sorkin? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, it's Danny so, Boyle directing, and it's it's a cool idea because it's not a biopic. It's just three moments from his career. Yeah, and the last one, if I'm remembering right, they're about to unveil the new Mac. Yeah, the new like, and his iMac daughter thing. comes yeah. to yeah, and they talk up on that parking lot. Yeah, and she's got the CD player, and she's like, "I hate how it skips." And yeah. he's like, "I got an idea. I've got some." Was that where he caught of the iPod? And that's that's what the movie says. All right, so who's he going against? Who's Steve Jobs going against? Number eleven. Great name that it's impossible to pronounce. Sersha Ronan. Jesus Christ, I don't know who that is either. Three Oscar nominations for Best Actress this decade. Ow, she's an actress. Oh, spell her again. It's S-A-O-I-R-S-E. Yeah. We've talked about this on yeah. the, in the past. Like, Saros or something. Yeah. Sersha. So anyway, what's so she So her movies this decade were Hannah, 
Grand Budapest Hotel, Brooklyn, Lady Bird, and Little Women. So Jesus she didn't make a lot of movies, but she had three nominations really out of like six movies. So the Grand Budapest. And if I remember right, and I think I've said this before, she's the one with the birthmark, right? Yeah, that makes the only girl right. in that yeah, movie. Yeah, she's really. the main girl. So out of all those movies you named, Andy, I think the only one that I've seen is X Men with Magneto. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go and with also Mike. That's, that's not Ian McKellen. Just so you know. I'm gonna go with Michael Fastbender, whatever his name is. What year is Inglorious Bastards? 2008. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoy that scene in the little bar. Yeah, he's great in that because he's and to uh, just to, to help when I say three, I do the German three. Yeah. That's holding your thumb and two fingers versus everyone else does this shit where you hold up just three fingers and you you, you put your thumb in your palm. He is he's born to play that role because it's a German city. He is an I- Irish German. He lived in both countries. So he was like he did speak German fluently, but was not necessarily raised there. So I've seen The Counselor, and that is one of the weirdest movies ever. Yeah. I didn't understand much. I didn't put Brad Pitt as one of his movies, but he's in that movie too. It's Yeah, I see him on the picture here. Uh, it's better actors than it is a movie. Yeah, it's a great cast. Javier Bardem, uh, Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Cameron Diaz fucks a car in it or something. Do you remember that? Yeah, she like straddles a Ferrari or yeah. something. Because, yeah, they're very rich. Uh, he's a lawyer to drug dealers. The and, guy's you know. dressed like he's... I don't know, like a Coke Kingpin or something. Uh, oh, that's, I don't like that matchup at all. I don't like either of those people. Um, so I really liked Fassbender in the Alien movies, even though people didn't like those movies. I think he was great, including the one that came out recently that was I haven't seen it. not good, but he was still great in it because he got to play two robots this time, which is always cool. What? Why are there three aliens in what? 2017? Alien Covenant Advent, Alien Covenant, uh, Covenant Phobos, Alien Covenant they, uh, 2017. They made short films before the movie came out. Okay. So yeah, the short film starred him and he was like, it's where he killed all these people. Kind of a controversial decision. Uh-huh. Never saw Assassin's Creed. I didn't put it on this list. It's not worth it. I was very disappointed by that movie. I'll go Saoirse Ronan. Who would have thought that this was the matchup that we were going to put the most thought in? <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. I'm going to Fastbender. All right, all that for nothing, Sean. I mean, all that for nothing. The, oh, you already win. I forgot you said. The X, the oh, X-Men. I hadn't seen any of them. <laughs> so I mean, you said I you saw X Men. Yeah, so I know. See, and I, I haven't seen X Men. X Men: Days of Future Past is is a great. Magneto movie. was a good character too. Yeah, he had he, like, just, he had a German scene in Magneto too, right? When he yeah. was like the Germans killed his with, mom with or Kevin something. Kevin Bacon and yeah. Oh, Kevin. Is, where's Kevin Bacon on the list, Andy? What the yeah. fuck? Didn't do that much. Andy, stuff. where was... Uh, the River Wild. Like John Travolta and... <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking... Uh, if Grease, Pulp do Fiction. Do a list, a list from yeah. uh, 1990 to 99. Oh, yeah. Well, I was thinking of doing like an NIT after this or something when we finish. Oh, do a what? Like NIT. NIT. It's like the tournament for people that aren't good enough for the big tournament. Because oh, okay. there's yeah. going to be people that like oh, we're going to be like, hey, why aren't they on here? I'm into so, that. We can... Yeah. yeah, I like that too. So I was like, there's like uh, some people like Jeremy Renner and Oscar Isaac where people are, I was considering and mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I don't think they made the cut. But yeah. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's exciting. All so right, next so, week. Uh, to recap, we had, uh, let's see, I forgot already. Leo, oh, Tom Hardy, Brad Pitt, and Michael Fassbender moved on. Wow. Very nice. So we're down to eight going down into next eight. week. So we'll get to down a final eight. four and then a... Final two? Yeah. Cool. Wow. That's crazy. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, shall we move into what we've been watching? Yes, we yeah, shall. Yeah, let's do it. How many do you have, Andy, since that's usually our starting point? I have uh, four, including our movie of the week, so not that much. Okay. What about you, Sean? Um, I actually didn't write anything down. I usually do when I watch something. I, I'll think of one. I have two, but one has actually all of the both of these you guys have probably I know both seen one we talked about not too long ago, but I just saw it for the first time the other night, so I'll just talk about it since I'm already talking was uh, Molly's game, which I finally got to see, which nice. obviously I liked a lot because I'm a gambling man myself, so the fact that she ran these poker games was just awesome and crazy and stuff and 
somebody was saying, uh, actually Tommy again, who's got always got all the stories was saying how he remembers like in New York and stuff when they were talking about a rod was playing like these big card games and stuff. And it probably was one of her games and stuff because I, she would go, I know that she would go to New York and then LA and whatnot. And when did a rod go to the Yankees? Like 2005 or something yeah, or four. Right. So, uh, should she uh, be on the NIT? Dude, Jessica yeah, Chastain? Just on her looks alone, should. She has a nice looking she's, woman. She's been in good stuff. Yeah. Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah. Molly's game. Wait, what if year is Zero it, Dark Thirty? It was like 2011 or something. Was it? If only It Chapter 2 was better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. But, uh, so I enjoyed it. And then uh, the next movie I saw was, uh, I watched it last night, actually. Monday night. I hadn't seen Creep yet. And I I follow yeah. this horror movie page and this one guy who's like, he's big with horror movies. And a lot of times when people ask him like, Oh, what's like your favorite one? Or like, what's a really good one? He always mentions creep. So I was like, I'm going to go see it. And honestly, uh, creepy. It was great though. Right. <laughs> it was. And I mean, I, to me, I thought it meant it was like paranormal, like just a little bit of not obviously like the demonic stuff, but like the way it was filmed, like paranormal activity meets like, like a rated R version of paranormal activity meeting like, uh, the cable guy or whatever, like just some That's weird, very well put. Weary, weird, weird dude that just like doesn't leave you alone type thing. And the scene that really got me is uh, when he's at his house and he's like laying down and then he hears a noise and he gets up and he goes into the like his living room kitchen or whatever in his little apartment and the camera's in his bedroom but it's showing out like through the through his bedroom door and you see him in the living room. And he's looking around, looking around. And he like goes down the stairs and then you see in the window or in the door behind him, which is like a glass door that you can see through Mark Duplass's character is just standing there, like watching him through the door. And you don't really see that at first until he moves. And it's just kind of like, that's the shit that like creeps me out in those movies is like always when somebody's just randomly behind you when you don't know they are like for whatever reason, that just, that's the stuff that freaks me out. I remember a scene like that in paranormal activity three, when he's in the hallway and then like the grandma is like, just behind him watching him or whatever when he moves you like see her but yeah no it was interesting i was telling uh sean earlier today i was like mark duplass is one of the most like underrated in my opinion actors like just the range he has like from the league it's like he's just this middle-aged guy that likes to play fantasy football and have drinks with his buddies and is always like making fun of people and just having a like a good time or whatever and then in creep he plays a fucking creep yeah. like it really pulls it off well and then in the newsroom or whatever when he plays uh just like morning a morning show. Morning show, yeah. I don't know why I called it the newsroom. <laughs> I did it earlier. Same okay, show. that's probably why then. <laughs> the morning show where he plays just a stressed out like head case, you know, guy or whatever he's whatever his role is in that. And it's just it's just such a good range. Cause those are honestly all three of those are very, very different. It's just a stressed out guy that really makes you realize like the stress some of these people go through with like certain jobs. And then the laid back guy that's just playing fantasy football and drinking beer with his buddies and doesn't care. And then the guy that's literally a sociopath. So I don't know, Mark Duplass, kudos to you. That is is honestly a tremendous actor with all that range he has. It takes a lot of talent to have that kind of range. And then he's also married to Katie Asselton, who I like how she had it. I was all excited because when I was like, going to watch Creep last night, I looked at the cast and I saw that she was in it. Yeah. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to see her. But all she has is a phone call role. You don't even get to see her. You just hear her voice. And they probably literally filmed that in their house, her voice part. So, you remind me of something that I tweeted about last night. Um, a short film that you guys need to watch, so I'll, I'll talk about it here. Um, Not Alone in Here. It's uh, from David F. Sandberg and his wife. Um, they made, you remember Lights Out? Remember that horror movie? Uh, Yeah, we watched it together. Blind, yeah. No. It's the one where if you turn the lights off, there's like the ghost that can get you or something. Mm-mm. But it can't get you in the light. But that was originally a short film, and they've that was made Darkness Falls. That's a different one too. No, Lights Out was good. Lights Out. We watched it. I'm pretty sure together here. Yeah, it's where it's it. like the mom and the her like son, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it was originally a good short film, and so they've made a lot of short films. So they they made this one, you know, in in quarantine here. Um, it was pretty good for just you know these two people making it. So. It's cool people making weird things during huh. these weird times. Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, one of the things I watched, I have, I have to like demand you guys to watch this. Ooh, and I whoa. think I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, the new FX comedy called Dave. Dave. So it's about he's a real rapper. I don't know him, but Little Dicky. Little Dicky. Yeah. You don't know Little Dicky. I don't know him. I was gonna say I'm sure Brian like worships no, him. No, I know him. He's a All funny right. guy. 
Yeah, so he his show is it's amazing. I think I yeah, no, he's the, hilarious. The premiere episode, and I thought it was very weird. But I also made, got up and made a grilled cheese in the middle of it. So it's uh, made by so the like one of the people behind it is uh, Jeff Schaefer, who uh, worked on Seinfeld, Whoa. worked on Curb, and the creator of the League. What? So huh. ties into what Tony was talking about. So he he's great at setting up these sitcom situations, and you do kind of see the formula where it's like, oh, that guy's the Kramer. Where it's like there's you know a guy who kind of just gets away with stuff, mm-hmm. but it's still it's it's really good the way I describe it. His whole life is a fantasy. Camp. <laughs> the way I describe at least the, the the character is that it's so he's like Woody Allen but a rapper, <laughs> and he's like a neurotic Jew, but also but he also the, the, what the funny thing is he doesn't want to be a comedy rapper. He wants to be seen as a legitimate rapper, and he's just like super confident. But just a goofy looking guy. No, he is a very goofy looking guy. And he always talks about his like small dick or something. Yeah, too. that's his obviously little yeah. dicky, yeah. No, yeah, I enjoy him. He's funny. His his songs are pretty funny. Like he's just that's it works for him too. Like that's his thing. And he's and he's good at it too. And it makes him like actually like a pretty solid musician. But yeah, I think the third episode was like the hardest I've laughed at a TV show in quite a long time. Wow. It was, it was like like actual laughing out loud and like like oh my god. So I I got to get back into that then maybe I'll highly that recommend on it's it's on FX so it means it's on Hulu there you go and the whole season's already out so okay all right what else do I got here I do have one all right you can go ahead so I watched Den of Thieves on Netflix it's a Gerard Butler movie so you can just imagine what it is and you're imagining correctly does he have a shirt on uh he wears tank tops. Everyone I, in the movie wears tank. I only like his movies when he has digital abs. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, this also stars O'Shea Jackson. All right. And uh, Fifty Cent. Did I say that right? I think so. Okay. So how does that work for O'Shea Jackson? What do you mean? I, I assume Junior O'Shea Jackson Junior, right? Yeah. So he's not actually a rapper. No, but his dad. But do you is. just like? Does he just legitimate become? Do you just consider him one? Like he's part of the family. No, because I was thinking like, oh, it's got two rappers. So it's like, no, it doesn't. He's an a- he's, he's, an he's an actor. He played a rapper in a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's exactly what it needs to be. It's bank heist. Uh, oh, also, it has the guy from Brink. Uh, I think his name is Pablo. He doesn't have a photo. None of them are loading photos for some reason. Pablo Schreiber. Yeah. Yeah. He's he was in. Um, he's in the wire. Uh, maybe it's a different guy. This guy. No, he's was in a lot of things. Orange is the black. Yeah. Okay. I watched uh, only it only got one season of it on HBO called Brink with Jack Black. Oh and, yeah, I never watched that. Uh who was the other Tim guy? Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yeah, it was funny. It was enjoyable. It was kind of veep-ish, which is maybe why they canceled it. Uh, but that's where I recognized him from. He got pretty ripped. So he looks a little different, but I looked him up and yeah, sure enough it, it's that guy. Um I'd be pissed if I saw it in theaters, but it's enough to watch on TV at your house. Uh, 62 with the audience, 41 with the critics. Uh, you think Mark Wahlberg was jealous of it when he's watching it? No. He's probably like, I could have done that way better. Yeah, I think if they could have done it way better on uh, writing, then yeah. Um, but yeah, it has some Ocean's Eleven vibes. It has some Fast and Furious vibes. It's a movie. Yeah. That's all. I'm sure I watched plenty more, but that's what I can think of at the moment. Well, I've got two movies that uh, got mentioned in our earlier segment. Oh, so wow. the first, uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, I never oh, was yeah. interested in watching this, even though I like Steve Carell. I was like, I don't really want to watch this. It was a good but movie. Then, I like Crazy Stupid Love. I felt like I had to for the segment. I can't believe you had never seen that. Um, and I really did not like the first 45 minutes. Wow. So... Um, they introduce Emma Stone really quickly, and then she's out of the movie for a, quite a while. Yeah, which is she was the best part, so it was a mistake. Um, I think uh, Gosling was pretty funny. He was good, but he seems to do, he does two things really well, and it's and Carell. When Carell is he's talking to that girl, and he's being honest. He's like, "Yeah, this that was is all that was, sweat under here." So that was very funny, so but I then I'm like, skiing. It was very funny, but I was like, "This is just outtakes in Forty Year Virgin." It's like, it was the same shit. It's like, I've seen this before. I guess that's kind of true. So, But uh, yeah, Ryan Gosling does two things, and it's super cocky, confident guy, and then like guy who doesn't say anything, like drive and 
first man. Is it like Beyond one? the Pines also? Yeah. Is that the one where he drives a motorcycle yeah. in the the circle? Yeah. Okay. So even though he is good, it seems like he does two characters, and but he does them well. I haven't seen The Notebook, so I don't know. Maybe he's just incredible either. in The Notebook. Um, but then, you know, the movie, I think, got better. And uh, the one, th- one of the things I didn't like is, like, his son had the crush on, like, the babysitter. Who That girl looks like the other girl who is in Crashing. Yeah. They're different people, but they look, like, identical. She just looks yeah. like a younger version of that and girl. That girl has a, a new Netflix movie with David Spade that looks terrible. Yeah, I heard her on uh, Adam Carolla. Um, also has Kevin Bacon. And what's yeah. his name in it? What? Kevin Bacon's name. In what? Chris Love. Oh, she yeah. She cheats on Because yeah. he tells everyone at the bar. <laughs> I, I don't even remember. But I did, I did enjoy, I he did have a line up. about how he, he's excited to go to work every day. And I'm an accountant. And accountants aren't excited to go to work every day. I was like, oh, that was that resonated with you. Good, good line. But I, I didn't like that thing where the, the kid has a crush on the babysitter, and then at the end she's like, "Yeah, maybe we'll have a chance when you get older." I was like, just fucking tell the guy he's a fucking creep. Like, look, fourteen year old kid, just fucking stop, or I'll kill you. Whoa! It was just, it was weird, and especially in these you know post Weinstein times, it was inappropriate for me. Well, that and, was pre Weinstein when it came out. I know, but David Lindhagen. Okay, that was his name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, I didn't think it was amazing, but... I thought it was very funny, so he makes fun of his New Balance shoes, his 407s. Yeah. My dad has three pairs of those, because my brother and I were up there a couple of years back, and we wanted to go to the gym, but we didn't pack yeah. equipment for this. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I got plenty of shoes. <laughs> we all come out, these huge New Balance <laughs> shoes. <laughs> what the hell are these? He's like, those are my 407s. He's like, those are great. <laughs> He's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big supporter of New Balance, though, so don't talk shit. They're quiet. <laughs> There's the shoe of Kawhi, the official oh, shoe of Kawhi. Uh, so the other thing I watched also starred two people from our earlier discussion. That is uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix with Jennifer Lawrence and Michael Fassbender. It's a newer one, isn't it? It's the one that came out this last year mm-hmm. and took a lot of shit. And was the worst reviewed movie of the franchise, worst uh, review, worst box office take. Uh, Disney had already decided to like pull the plug on it after they got Fox that they're like we're taking over the franchise, so everything's over, and it just got no like good publicity. And it was kind of a mess in production. The entire ending was remade because a big part of their plot was actually. Did you ever see Captain Marvel? No. Okay. Well, part of that is like these shape shifting aliens that they come to Earth, but you think they're humans. And that was a big part of Captain Marvel. Like, that was sir explains it all. Yeah. That was also supposed to be a big part of this movie. But then when they found out Captain Marvel put those characters in their movie, they had to actually change it Woof. and redo like this whole the whole ending. Um, but there was some really good stuff, despite it not being an overall good movie. Some of like the best X Men scenes they've ever done were like they're actually teaming up and like fighting together. And it was like, oh, that was cool to see. And then yeah, Michael Fassbender was a great Magneto. Here's the problem: he didn't show up until an hour into the movie, which is like, what a fucking waste. Maybe, maybe he told him I don't have much time. Jennifer Lawrence, I think demanded to be spoilers. Everyone knows she was killed off. I think she demanded it. She hated that role so much because she had to put on blue makeup mm-hmm. and she made it known. Like, I don't like these movies. I don't want to be in them. And so like, she was killed off in the beginning. The last X-Men movie I saw, Ryan Reynolds was bad. Is that even a movie? That's the X-Men Origins. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible, horrible movie. Well, what's funny about it is I got a downloaded copy of it. Yeah, that was the movie that leaked online without special effects. Without special effects. So it was so weird and bad because it wasn't finished. Yeah. That's the only version of it I ever saw. You know, Ryan Reynolds was playing Deadpool in that movie. And it was so shitty that he's like, I want another chance. That was not the character I wanted to play. Interesting. Yeah, because he was like a robot. He was he, dead. They basically did experiments on him and shut his mouth because he was annoying. Uh, which is like, well, that's the whole point of Deadpool is that he uh-huh. talks shit like the whole time. Huh. That but, that yeah. makes it kind of funny then. Yeah. Um, but the, the new X-Men series with Fassbender and McAvoy, they made two really good movies to start, and then the last two were bad. And now it's over. So, hmm. yep. So at least I got something out of it. But. Yeah, there you go. Nightcrawler was cool. He can teleport. 
All right. Well, are we ready to uh, get into our movie of uh, the week that we watched? Yeah. So I guess before we do that, should we recommend our uh, movie for next week? Yeah, we're going to watch uh, Six Underground. This is the Netflix original. It's a Michael Bay uh, starring Deadpool himself, Ryan Reynolds. Sounds like a decent pedigree there, but I wasn't that interested in watching it. But uh, now I'm super excited. Yeah. And, and you uh, should be too. Just so you know, going in, it gets a, a 36 with the critics and a 61 with the audience. So mm, your average uh, action movie. If there's a boat on the freeway, I'm in. That's usually my threshold for Michael Bay movies. Yeah, yeah, that whole scene was good. Oh, yeah. Dave Franco's in here. I don't know if that's a positive or minus. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> we'll see. It's a positive in uh, so, John, 21 Jump Street. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah, mark your little uh, list on uh, Netflix to watch Six Underground this week. All right, well, shall we get into Swiss Army Man? Yeah. Do you want me to... Uh, do the rundown here? Yeah, give us the rundown. So uh, it came out in 2016. It was a um, controversial Sundance movie. Um, had people walk out of it, but also some people that really enjoyed it. Um, starring Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. Paul Dano is a great actor. They're basically, those are the, the two only characters in it. That's there's, it. There's some people at the end, but that's really who matters here. Uh, the setup here is that Paul Dano is uh, about ready to kill himself. He's, on a, he's stranded on an island. A very small island. Yeah, so he's... How did uh, he get there? So he's stranded there, and a body washes ashore. He goes to check. Maybe it's a lot. Maybe the person's alive. Maybe this person's going to rescue him. No, the body's dead. So he leaves it, but then notices that it's like floating around the ocean because it's farting. And he a then... A lot of farting. He then gets on it and rides it like a jet ski because it's farting. Yeah. And so then at that point, like, what is this fucking movie? That's where I almost turned it off. <laughs> So uh, you had to watch it, though, because it's part of the Well, the deal I didn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it goes for another, like, maybe 10 minutes. Just, it just kind of explores so, yeah, him he falls, using this thing. Falls off of the jet ski fart <laughs> and then wakes up on a new, larger, much larger island. Yeah. It's like, well, that's convenient. And uh, I, it, it really started to, for me, the movie started to take off when uh, Daniel Radcliffe actually starts to talk. He starts coming too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. They're in that cave and water's dripping into his mouth the whole time. Yeah. And uh, that, that scene was looked cool. I like I like that at least. I like seeing things in like jungle settings or whatever you want to call this, forest. Scenery was great, yeah. Yeah, it was a, a really n- neat looking movie for, uh, I would assume, a lower budget thing. A lot of trash. Which came yeah. in handy, but uh, that must have been a little bit of a message. Yeah. But uh, really, Was that a full bag of Cheetos, by the way, that washed ashore? Yeah. Okay. But really, the uh, the point of the movie here was him, you know, becoming becoming friends with this uh, dead body who's talking to him, and just him teaching the dead person about life live. and humanity and all this all this stuff, and you kind of s- slowly gets into uh, you know, his past. You still it's still a mystery. You don't really know how he got on this island and what happened to him. But he kind of reveals some of, some of his past trauma where. He, I mean, it's a really funny scene with uh, where uh, he said how, why he can't masturbate. He doesn't like to masturbate. Oh, uh, yeah. And then he's like, because <laughs> it makes him mom. think of his mom. And then Daniel Radcliffe says, well, when I masturbate, I'll think of your mom so you don't feel as bad. <laughs> but it's just, uh, yeah, very strange. But then it's actually has way more heart than the farting j- jet ski that you would think you're like, oh, starts off with a farting jet ski, but actually is way more than that. And and yeah, so he he slowly discovers all of these uses that this dead body has. Hence the name Swiss Army Man. And yeah. instead of a knife, uh, he can give him unlimited water. He can do judo chops. Uh, he makes him a gun. Yeah, he puts him in his mouth and shoot squirrels. I thought he was going to kill that bear at the end too. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it also got kind of gay, yeah. cross-dressing. So that that was, it was a, a, weird. So uh, if you don't want the movie spoiled, it's a uh, skip now. Um, but it, it does get into. I think that the central theme of the movie is just kind of like uh, society is kind of wants to shame people for the things they want to do, and it was it was hard to understand. So Paul Dano's character, you thought maybe he had this girlfriend. He had this girl on his phone. And, but then he starts 
acting like her to try to teach Daniel Radcliffe of how romance works. And it was it was amazing. The whole thing he built this whole set with the like oh, the bus it was scene. Very it was, elaborate. It was yeah. incredible. And then when he when he teaches him uh, He had that party with all those like mannequins. Yeah, it was like Home Alone. Wood figures. Yeah, exactly. It was just like Home Alone. He's but controlling he makes, them with ropes and he pulleys. makes a movie theater and does Jurassic Park. Oh, I liked that. Was, I had to play the, the intro on my phone on the piano app. I yeah. just, I can't I can't control myself when I hear that. Yeah. So all all the while you're kinda like getting more clued into this guy's character and uh you know it goes on to they he he has a reason to live now he has this friend so he wants to get back to society and you start to get clues that like they're not with the trash and everything like that where it's like he's not far away from society and yeah uh, he still has no signal on his phone yeah. which is at 10 percent. which also just lets you know it's like he hasn't been out there that long grand yeah. is he turns his phone off but still, it just but also yeah, and that was a really like sweet scene where he was uh, talking about like how he doesn't speak to his dad, but he still gets an automated birthday message, and that was the yeah. thing he checked on his phone. So he still got it, and the kind of like oh, someone maybe still knows who I I'm, I exist, and uh, yeah, and then it's kind of like the village where <laughs> there's a car that goes by, yeah, and it's like what what, and um, you know they end up getting back to the village there and. The whole movie reveals itself. It it's a little out. too convenient that they wash up basically on her backyard. Well, no, he, that's the point. There was never. He was probably never outside of a mile away from there. I know, but I'm just saying he knew where she lived. I thought she was he just was, a, he he was was a creepy, he was a creepy stalker living in her backyard, basically. Okay. Uh, and you still want to like feel for the character, even though it's like you see like this trauma that he had, and he's definitely weird and has been shamed for it his whole life um the thing with like where his dad calls him retarded and he's like no you're not supposed to call people retarded and it's like that's because that's how i'm sure people called him that his entire life and because i'm sure he was weird as a kid even before whatever um but i just thought it was it was a nice look at like this guy's weird but maybe we should be nicer to weird people be nice to the delivery guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that, that's the message there. Um, but it was it was definitely a twist that got me. I don't know about you, where I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, like in, my, in my mind, he was never on an island. That No, yeah, that was just him hallucinating. Yeah, I, think. yeah, I feel like everything that happened, obviously everything that happened with the dead body doing the shit was yeah. not real. Um, so he was just a guy who, who was going to go kill himself in the woods mm-hmm. and then made up this delusion because, I mean, yeah, he's even standing on an empty trashed cooler. So there was already trash on that yeah. little island. Um, one question, and I mean, I watched this, I feel like, Wednesday of last week. So it's been a while since I watched it. Uh, at the end, when he's running into the woods with the dead body and the police are chasing him and his dad's like, what the fuck is wrong with my son? Yeah. Uh, and they go to the beach and he's like, come on, just pretend, like, be alive. Also, didn't he talk to the girl, the dead body, when no. they go into the yard? I mean, you, nothing is real, I would say. Okay, well... Although, I, you could, it's a movie where everything is left up to interpretation, yeah. you know? Because did it, it ended, though, with him farting off into the yeah. ocean, right? Okay. Yeah. But all of those people saw that? Whatever you want to think. <laughs> to me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I like to, I like to matter. think, no, the guy's definitely crazy. But that's what he wanted to see. So there that's, he goes. Yeah, my best friend. <laughs> oh, it was wildly weird. Um, it did have a couple of funny moments, but a lot of it, you're just like, "What the hell is going on?" And yeah, like I said, I we almost turned it off at the farting jet ski. Yeah, I was like, "This is so goddamn." Weird. Well, it seemed like like something from a Rob Schneider movie. Like Sandler would be like, "Look, yeah. I can't even put this in my shit." Yeah. Schneider, it's all yours. But, like, that was not the point of that movie. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, Paul Dano did his acting chops. Yeah. Yeah, so it sits with the audience and critics at 71 and 72. So that's obviously the people that finished it that get <laughs> reviews. <laughs> I would say stick with it. it it's, not, it's not long either. Yeah, an hour and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, it is going to be weird. and It's definitely strange. I don't know if they thought that was going to be funnier or something. I don't know. I don't know what their intentions were. 
I think they were going for some humor in there. I mean, when he, you know, he's like, I'll, I'll, when I masturbate, I'll think of your mom too. Yeah, no, I'm mean, there was fun. I'm talking about that first ten minutes of it. Oh, like, yeah, because um, at first it's like, oh shit, the body's farting. I was like, I think that happens, right? And all yeah. the gas is leaving the body. Like it stinks. Probably they bloat, but then it never stopped. Really, like in the beginning, it's like, okay, well, this is just overkill. <laughs> But I guess it was showing him, hey, look, this is an instrument for you. This is a tool. Yeah. You can go to another island. But I'm thinking the whole time he was like a mile away from society. Yeah. That'd be entertaining to watch, like, have like some person who's a bird watching guy out in the woods, like, what oh, the yeah. fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just dancing out there by himself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well,. I think next week's movie will be a little bit more uh, not like this. Michael Bay likes using dead bodies, though. Bad Boys 2 had that whole... That is very true. Uh, But they don't come to life. Yeah. They're not tools, except for transporting drugs. All right. Well, uh, any uh, final notes before we wrap up uh, episode 171? No. I don't think so. All right. Well, year three. Here we go. You guys have been listening to episode 171 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road, Army Man Andy. Thank you for listening. Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. See you later.